Hello, hello. This is Lahaina. Welcome to Evolve Yourself Podcast. I am a confidence and freedom coach and I'm your host today. This is a place where I share my learnings and life experiences in order to create thought-provoking conversations in a variety of topics from healing and coaching modalities to health hacks and entrepreneurial tips. This is a space for inspiration, sharing, learning, questioning, and exploring to lead you to your next breakthrough and the path to evolve yourself. Today, we're talking about breath work. What is this buzzword? What is this modality? What is this healing what is it about your breath breath <laughs> how do we practice breath work you know what is this and i'm here to share with you guys a little bit i just got my qualifications as a breathwork facilitator training and i ran a session last night for 12 people it was super duper exciting so so one way to explain, because I think a lot of people are quite familiar with meditation at the moment, is that breathwork can be considered meditation on steroids. You see, meditation allows us to be in the present moment and enter a state of samadhi, which means beyond mind. Uh, however, meditation can be a slow process. As you know, you sit and meditate, your mind can be quite busy and it might take a long time for you to calm down that busy chatter so breathwork on the other hand is an acceleration process right so you can enter states of what super personal development junkies have called flow uh you can have you can get quite present to your body present to the moment there are lots of things that can happen throughout a breathwork session you can find a sense of timelessness, presence, creativity, and even healing. So yes, it is considered a healing modality. Breathwork can rapidly allow people to enter repressed memory, suppressed emotions, high states of bliss, ecstasy, and sometimes physical orgasms. How good is that? Um, so with breathwork, what we're doing is manipulating the breath to change your state of consciousness. Cool. So breath work allows you to anchor your attention in the present moment, as I said. And it can be a, a bridge between the conscious and the unconscious mind. So with some techniques of breath work, what's happening in our body is that we deplete our bodies from oxygen because you're exhaling more. So there is less oxygen and then your red blood cells attach to the oxygen. And what it means is that the oxygen doesn't flow freely in the body. It doesn't flow so freely to our forefront of our brain, which is our rational mind is the most developed part of our brain. So in those moments, you are suppressing the oxygen. You're not so much in your rational mind. That's how you can tap into those into the subconscious mind, into those suppressed emotions, your intuition, right? Because you're not thinking, you're not getting caught up in your thoughts. So why, why breath work? So first of all, we don't breathe properly. <laughs> We're breathing very shallow. 
which I, for me, is such, um, it, the impact is, is, is on our anxiety. So I feel myself and I think a lot of people now are living in a constant state of anxiety. So we're busy all the time. We're either busy doing things, keeping ourselves busy, or we are then checking out and numbing out with our social media or Netflix which doesn't really relax our body and our state. It doesn't shift our physical state. If you listen to Tony Robbins and you follow him, you will know it is a lot about mindset. Yes, it's a lot about your physical state. How can you shift that? You know, and that's why I love talking about embodiment because it's when we shift our physical state. It could be with breath work. It could it can be with meditation, can be with dancing, can be with um ice baths or cold showers. It can be with yoga. It can be with connecting with nature. So these are all ways of embodiment and for us to change our physical state. And so when you breathe properly, you do take a little bit longer to inhale and exhale. You might be breathing into your belly instead of just your chest, which the chest is the shallow breathing that we are used to it. So when you start using more of your body, for example, your belly, and... Yeah, taking longer, deeper, and elongated breaths. (laughs) So I always say in a moment of stress, if you're at work, if you're in the middle of conflict, you know, take a breath. I think it's it's a known saying. (laughs) Can you spare a minute, two minutes, five minutes and focus on your breath and focus on the inhale and exhale? That will help you so much in calming down your nervous system and making better decisions um, and not being a reaction to that moment. So by learning how to breathe properly, you'll save time. After implementing meditative breathing programs, Aetina reported an average gain of 62 minutes of productivity per employee. So there is a study that proves this. You will prioritize and focus on what moves the mission forward. So meditative breathing enables focus during information overload. So obviously this can help with overwhelm. Studies shows that meditators improve twice as fast as non-meditators at memory and cognition tasks, even when meditating just 20 minutes per day. Cool. So I um, I try to sit and meditate 20 minutes every day, right in the morning. First thing when I wake up, I wake up around 5 a.m. I sit and meditate for 20 minutes. And then right after I go to the gym. So that's part of my morning routine. And there is a reason why the 20 minutes, because as I was saying with meditation, it can take a little bit longer for you to actually relax the body and the mind. And the studies prove that it's usually around after 12 minutes that you get into deeper meditative states. Okay, why to breathe properly? Less stress. That means less time wasted in meltdowns, panic decision-making, and time staying being busy for the sake of being busy, as I was just saying before. So meditative breathing is proven to reduce workplace stress by 31%, making a staple in Fortune 500 companies like Goldman Sachs, and Nike. There are studies for this. (laughs) So there are multiple techniques um, 
for breath work, the one that I've been trained in and will be delivering to my clients and we'll be delivering on workshops. If you're curious about, please reach out. If you want to have a chat to me, find out more or book yourself in for a session. So it will be, it's called circular breathing, which is also holotropic breath or um, the Wim Hof technique. So this is a powerful approach to self-exploration and personal empowerment and relies to our innate inner wisdom and the capacity to move us toward positive transformation and wholeness, acknowledging, assessing, and supporting the inner healing intelligence and impulse to each individual and the essential cornerstone of this approach. So breathwork has a lot of um, health benefits that are now proven. So meditation and breathwork, you know, it has been proven now scientifically that has so many benefits to our physical health and emotional health. So some of the benefits is improving brain health and cognitive function, stimulate creativity and memory, balancing our emotions, relief from anxiety and even depression. It lowers inflammation and cholesterol. It can stabilize blood sugar levels, reduce blood pressure. It can strengthen your immune system, can help with weight loss. And so many more. So these are the scientific health benefits. What are the quantum or spiritual benefits of breath work? Mm, Yum. Let's get to the juice of it. So in sessions, you can experience astral travel, past life healing, out-of-body experiences, gifts activation, visions and premonition, activation of clairvoyance or other clairs, spontaneous healing of the body, and so much more. Um, I, I did learn and can practice and teach my clients other techniques, which could be more related to um, balancing our nervous system or reaching a more relaxed state. So one example is belly breathing, where we inhale for four, Hold for six and exhale for eight. This one can create deep sense of relaxation, stretches the diaphragm range, which has so many health benefits for digestion and other um, health benefits. And it can assist with sleep. So I was thinking about the other day, you know, when you have insomnia and people used to tell you, oh, you have to count sheep. <laughs> I think it was just giving the mind something to focus on, right? Because I think a lot of the time when we can't sleep, we are thinking about our problems or something I have to do tomorrow or creating anxiety about the future, the uncertainty. So when you're counting ships, you're giving your brain something to do. And when you're counting your breath, it will be the same, right? So you're counting in for four, hold for six, exhale for eight. You also extending the exhale, which is very relaxing to the body. 
Another technique that I love, I've learned in the past in yoga is called Kapalavati, which is breath of fire. So with this one, you do short, sharp exhales through the nose. And when you're doing that, the inhale becomes passive and you don't have to think about it. And you're pumping through your abdomen. So it's something like you're forcing the exhale quite fast. And then by that, the inhale becomes second nature. This is for energizing. Obviously, it's called breath of fire for a reason. So when I'm feeling a bit tired or lethargic or I've been sitting the whole day, this is a good one to tap into. It's energizing, can clear the mind, warm the body. And I feel like it's quite powerful. Another one that I've also come across in the past through yoga is alternate nostrils. So you use your fingers to... Um, you're going to use one nostril at a time. So you're going to block the other one. So you use your thumb on one side and one finger on the other side. And then you're going to breathe through one side. You're going to block that. Exhale through the other side. Breathe in and then block and exhale through the other nostril. So this one also helps with relaxation balancing the hemispheres of the brain so I use this one with my clients when I feel like my client could be either on masculine energy and just driven and doing and straightforward and there is that lack of connection with the feminine or the other around so it could be a sense of being too woo flowy creative and not actually doing the things that we have to be doing So there is a lack of the masculine. And so this is a perfect way to balance the hemispheres of the brain, which is our rational mind with our creative and emotional mind and also our feminine and masculine sides. How cool is that? Another technique that I think is super easy and cool to practice if you want to play with your breath is called box breathing. I think I have practiced that before in um, yoga classes. So you're going to inhale for the count of four, hold for the count of four, exhale the count of four, and hold the count of four. So because you're using four times four, you actually can imagine a box and you can go through the sides of the box with your imagination as you are counting and moving through your breath. This one can help with public speaking. So I think it helps with concentration, you know, your confidence. You will help you in high pressure and stressful situations. So for example, public speaking, or if you have a presentation to give, and it helps you focus and calm the nervous system as well. So as you know, this podcast, I am sharing from my own experiencing experiences from my learnings from you know my ideas I am not a doctor I am now a qualified breathwork facilitator and I'm just so excited I feel like we live in such a time that we are exposed to all these different healing modalities and we are learning so much about our mind our body our emotions I feel like it's really exciting times. So I am super curious about these different modalities. How can I 
you know, I'm always asking my friends, do you want to practice this stuff with me if they are qualified in different modalities, even if they are still in training, if there is that trust and, you know, I trust them to take me on a journey. I'm always super curious. So how is your mindset about trying new things? When I speak about confidence, I really think that I'm talking about the courage to do the things. So the confidence we can build with time at the more we do something, the better we get, the more confident we get. But what we have to move through is that initial fear and tap into the courage to actually go and do the thing. And when I think about courage and confidence, I also think about curiosity because I think what keeps moving me, even in challenging times, even in times of uncertainty, is that curiosity. What happens when I do this? Right? What happens when I leave my job and I don't have a steady income and I get to work full time on my business? What happens? I don't know until I actually try that. So I feel very blessed that I have a curious mind that helps me to keep trying things and moving forward. And another thing that I speak to my clients a lot about is the fear of failure or our concept of failure or our relationship with failure. Failure, nothing else, nothing more is than feedback. And it means that something didn't go as you would wish or plan or expected. So it's not bad. It's not wrong. It shouldn't be related to shame and guilt. It's just feedback, right? So I did something. It didn't go the way I wanted, planned, or expected. There is a there is a failure. But we can only learn <laughs> from our failures or mistakes. And we can only grow through those experiences. And if you look at any history of really successful people, creative people that have invented things, uh, products, uh, the light bulb, you know, that have realized that the earth was not flat, all these people that have made a difference and an impact in the world, they failed so many times, but they had the curiosity, they had the courage, and they had the confidence to try the things to try over and over and over again until something made sense, until something was a success, until something was proven to be right or to be the thing that they were talking about or to accomplish on the first idea that they had, right? So my invitation to you is to tap into that curiosity. Today, you might have learned something new about breath work. You might have expanded what you already knew. You might have activated that curiosity in your body to practice something new, to learn something new, to take different action. And this is what I'm so, so passionate about for myself and for the people that I come across, my clients, my friends, my community. So I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Comment if you, if you want to share with me your thoughts about this. Share it with someone that would enjoy this podcast episode and make sure to follow me on social media where I have more short bite-sized content um the podcast is it is longer episodes for 20 minutes to half an hour that I can express and uh, explain things a little bit more in my social media you'll find bite-sized content about personal development 
healing and being an entrepreneur and my journey. So I hope you have enjoyed and I'll see you next time.